long. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, What up, what up, it's the Real Coach JB here, man, another podcast, Slapdick Podcast coming at you, um, on this fine Sunday afternoon on the West Coast, August 2nd, 2020, another day in this fucked up pandemic, quarantine life that we're living. Um, follow me on YouTube, man. It's in my link in my bio. Um, Real Coach JB. Check it out. Um, quote of the day, man. If you're watching on YouTube or, or on uh Later on, I'll go live, man. But uh, right here, man, it's never too late to become what you might have been. It's never too late to become what you might have been. It's on my board behind me if you're on YouTube. But uh, it really ain't never too late to become something that you uh, may have been back in the day, man. Um, So... It's a great day to have a great day, like I always say. So go out there and fucking figure it out, man, and uh, become what you uh, thought you would have become when you were young or thought what you could be. Go do it. Shit. Turn over rocks. Figure it out. It ain't never too late. Tell the fat lady sings. There are a lot of fat fucks out there nowadays. But listen, man, this this podcast is... Uh, it's just going to be uh, real simple and sweet and to the point, man. You know what I mean? Uh, just, you know, shit. Just talking real everyday life, man. Uh, yesterday, man, I went to a fucking car wash. And uh, they take forever, man, but they do a hell of a job, man. Real detailed. They do a hell of a job. And uh, before I start this story, man, my, my uh, slapdick whiskey, it launched. Um, yesterday, August 1st, we launched it, uh, online. So you can find my slapdick whiskey, man, at coachjbstore.com, coachjbstore.com. And, uh, want to make sure you guys, uh, go out there and get a, get a bottle, man. It's really, 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 really good, man. I'm a maker's mark guy my whole life. And, uh, I'm just be honest with you. I wouldn't have put my name on it if it was shit. And I wouldn't uh, have left Maker's Mark to drink this if it was shit. So I'm not going to put my name on no shit if you know anything about me. But go check it out. Um, it's really it's really kind of a, a, a unique blend and one-of-a-kind whiskey. And uh, I think you'll like it. Um, but anyway, yesterday I'm at a car wash, man. And uh, what up to all my YouTubers? I was at a car wash, and a man came up to me and asked me, "Does he mind if I do? I mind if he sat near me?" And it was hot as fuck, man. And we're waiting for our cars to be washed. I go over to some trees where it's shaded because of this location, and because uh, I like to smoke my cigar where nobody's at, right? So, because uh, it's about an hour wait because it's crowded and they do a hell of a job, so it takes a while. So I go over and smoke my cigar. This older gentleman came over to me, man, and laughingly says, hey, is it okay if he sat ne- near me? And he was COVID clean, laughing, and I laughed kind of and said the same thing back. He had a mask on, and, and, and I just took mine off because I'm smoking a cigar, obviously. And the car wash requires them. So once I left the area, you know, the premises and go over by these trees, you know, I smoke my cigar, I take the mask off, what have you. So he sat down next to me, man. He's wearing, he was rocking a veteran hat. In a uh, veteran T-shirt, all right, and uh, he he was he was rocking these things, and uh, I asked him. I said, "Hey, man, are you a veteran?" And and uh, he said, "Yes, sir." 173rd Airborne, and I said, "Hey, man, appreciate your service uh, for what you did." And uh, he, he he said, "Hey, uh, appreciate you and recognizing it." And da da da. So I thanked him for his service. We went on, started talking. He said he loves cigar smoke. I said, man, I wish I had another stick. I would have given it to you. He was like, no biggie. 
He went to the liquor store right before coming to me. He walked across and got a beer, put it in a brown sack, just like my dad used to do every fucking where we went. And um, so had it in a little brown bag, and 30 minutes go by, man, and another guy and his wife were walking by, and uh, he also had a, a veteran hat and a, and a shirt, a shirt on. And uh, this guy I'm talking to, you know, barked out some Army rhetoric that only they knew, some code. And, uh, man, they acted like they were brothers, man. They hugged. They both said, man, fuck the COVID, shook hands, thanked each other for the service, for their service. And I thought that shit was unique and, and original, man. And, and, uh, had to thank both of them myself, man. I shot a little video. I didn't want to be too intrusive and ended up finding out. They both found out they both were part of the 173rd airborne. Uh, you know, what a small fucking world, but they're in different divisions within the 173rd. Uh, one was sent to Nam out of Italy, and one was sent from here. The guy I was with was here. Both Mexican-Americans, man. Um, one was raised out here in West Covina in Cali, and the other one was raised out here in Riverside in California. One went over to Italy to serve our country. One was stationed here, but both ended up in Vietnam and protected us, man. And it just kind of was a scene from a movie, and I uh, thought it was a glimpse of hope, man, that people are still good to each other, man, and... And just maybe we can get through this fucked up year and this shit and get back on the right track um, uh, of things. Because people like these guys, man. So it, it brought a little glimpse, a glimmer of hope, man. And uh, thought I'd share it, man. Uh, you know, I got to start to show off, man. We have so many perfect humans out here on Twitter, man. On social media, on YouTube. All these fucking perfect human beings. It's unbelievable to me. I would love to see their daily routine in life. How many fucking people that they help on a daily basis, man, because or just let me know your fucking mission statement, what it is, because I can tell you my mission statement. But and, and everybody knows when you're a public figure and everybody fucking watches you and they think they know you um, and it's, it's so easy to get judged, man. And that's why I've never been a judgmental fuck like a lot of these keyboard coward fucks there are. But it blows my mind that they follow me or follow an actor or a basketball star or a football star, you follow them because you, you aren't what we are. You, you wanted to be something that we were. So you're, it's a jealous one's envy type of deal. And you swing from our dicks and you talk shit on a keyboard behind, uh, you know, this, this internet and it's a facade, man. You, you wouldn't do it in person and you're too cowardly. And it blows my mind that these people judge other grown people. These are grown people judging grown people. When kids talk shit, it is what it is. They're fucking shit birds. They don't know better because their parents or their coach uh, or their mentor has allowed it. And the name of this show is Coach It or Allow It. you either coaching it or you're allowing it. And that's in life in general. That's, co that's in sports, business, life. You either coach it up or you fucking allow it. If you allow it, do not be mad at the other person because your soft ass allowed this fucked shit bird to get away with what he gets away with or she gets away with. But yet we have so many perfect humans on Twitter. It's so unbelievable to me. I just want to see their daily routine, man, because they're, I know they don't help anyone. I know they don't do anything for anybody. And Jonathan Isaac plays for the Orlando Magic. He stood tall next to all his teammates and coaches who were on a knee without wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt like everyone else. And listen, I don't know him and I don't I'm not judging him. He says it was it's the gospel that should that should tell the story of Black Lives Matter and God should tell the story and, and, and preach uh, what's going on in life. That's his own prerogative. That's his own belief. I don't know the dude. He's a black man. So obviously, I'm pretty sure he's fucking for the Black Lives Matter movement. But yet, these keyboard cowards are bashing him just because it's so easy to do because they don't do shit for nobody. And they see somebody in the light on TV and it's so easy to fucking pick you out. Um, man, if it was if roles were reversed and we can pick out your everyday fucking moves. You know, it, you'd be like the little cowardly cunt bitch rolled up in a fucking corner, man. You couldn't handle half the shit that we deal with. But it is what it is, right? So he says 
He stood up. Now, by him standing, I've got to be honest, he didn't have a shirt on. He was standing with just his magic shirt on. It looked like a statement to me because it stood out and was opposite of what everyone else is doing right now. And, and you know, if it was a white dude, obviously everybody's going to say, well, you're, you're, you're just disrespecting the movement or vice versa. So now what is it? It's a black dude doing it. So now what is the, what's going to be the narrative? Because it gets old, man. Greg Popovich, he also stood up. And you know what? His, his response to the reporter is classic. They said, why did you stand? He said, because I fucking felt like it. That's simple, cut and dry. That's all the fuck you have to say. He fucking felt like it. He's been one of these most, he's been one of the most, uh, the biggest advocate of Black Lives Matter and this movement has been Greg Popovich. We've seen them over and over the statements he's made. Why should he, why can't he do what he wants? And that's straight up what he said. Because I fucking felt like it. And as he should, he should fucking do what he wants to do. Because everyone knows around him what he's about. Just like my players, they knew what I was about. I didn't have, I don't have to defend myself to these fucking keyboard cowards on Twitter. I know what I'm about. I know those kids know what I'm about. And that's all the fuck it matters. I owe no one nothing but those kids that I coached and mentored. That's it. Same with Greg Popovich. Same with Jonathan Isaac. Same with whoever else is out there doing what they do. As long as you know why you're doing it and you can explain it, in my opinion, you should be able to do what you got to do, what you want to do. So it is what it is. I love Pop's uh, responses, as I always do. I think he's the greatest NBA coach walking right now. Um, And, uh, you know, arguably he's probably top five coach of all time. But nobody should be questioning if, if all we know if we all know what the real is, you know what I mean? Everyone knows what Popovich is about. His players know, obviously, and that's why he stood. Um, he's been advocating forever, so it is what it is. Um, but, you know, everybody wants to be this fucking know-it-all statement maker, man, as to why they did it, as to how they should be uh, crucified, and et cetera, et cetera. Like, get the fuck over it, man. It's all bullshit. Let folks do them. As long as they're not hurting nobody, fucking with anyone, being a racist, being sexist, or some shit, let them be. And, and the, the Pac-12 moving on to college basketball, man. Brent Cox on YouTube, exactly right, man. Uh, guys on YouTube, if you want to shoot me some questions, uh, please do. I'll answer them during the show. Uh, the guys on Pac-12, the players, I got a couple, several players playing in the Pac-12 right now. Pac-12 players have threatened to opt out of fall camp um, and games if COVID-19 health concerns aren't met in writing. They want it in writing to protect and benefit both scholarship players and walk-ons, which I fucking 100% completely agree with. I thought more leagues should be doing it, and they should be holding the NCAA to the fire, their foot to the fire, because I don't think enough kids... You know, this game's played with kids, and I think this game can be controlled. The narrative can be controlled by the players if they did it in the right way. Ed O'Bannon sued the NCAA. He's a, high, he's a, a friend of mine growing up, a high school teammate. Uh, he's a little older than me. His brother, Charles O'Bannon, they both played at UCLA, won the national championship. So he sued the NCAA over the NCAA video games. And obviously, he did it in the right way and had the right people. And this is the same situation. Pac-12 players, I think all the players in the, in the NCAA should get together and should put out this, this statement just like the Pac-12 has. And it's not only scholarship players that should be protected. It's the walk-ons because, let's be honest, it's the same money. They got to pay out their own pocket. They got to get financial aid or loans which is the same money's money. It's green and it's fucking paper and it's uh, and it's uh, it's what college it what's make colleges tick. Walk on players. To be honest with you, um, all this money goes directly to the universities, so it's all the same. They both need to be protected. And just FYI, most walk ons, just so everybody out there knows, are white kids. So let's be real. They walk on because they have money. So it isn't a black and white thing. It's a right thing. It's the right fucking thing to do. Do right by these kids. And if you want them to play so badly because you're going to lose 
billions of dollars, then protect their fucking asses, pay them, benefit them, and not just yourselves for once, NCAA. Back the fucking kids up for once instead of the institution, you fucks. You motherfuckers never could fucking... When are you going to show that you're backing these players up? Back the players up, man. And let's see if you can fucking finally get away with helping these players out so you don't have such a negative connotation out there. Right now, you're just a fucking meat market. And you got all these kids who you treat like the pieces of meat in the market. And you fuckers don't want to understand the real that these kids is what makes you billions of dollars. You better start making it more of an even playing ground because these kids are going to fucking shit on you. It's fucking COVID right now. And college basketball is already taking, it's going to take a huge hit because they're going to go overseas and start playing professionally right out of high school. You ain't going to get the best players no more. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA, all the former fucking powerhouses. Your kids are leaving. They're going overseas. Look at balls, the balls of the world, um, the mellow ball and all them. They're not going to play college. They're going overseas because how you fucked over the kid at Memphis, how you fucked over Chase Young at Ohio State for buying his girl a fucking plane ticket to the Rose Bowl because you guys want to control every fucking move these kids make and you still think it's fucking Jim Crow South. No, it ain't. And these kids, majority of them being black, are making you billions of dollars and you fucks refuse to even have the their best interests at heart. This ain't the Tuskegee experiment, man. You ain't fucking going to experiment on these dudes and bring back athletics by using these kids to play football and basketball, boys and girls, and especially not the kids, man. Especially not the kids because NFL is one thing. They're a little older. They're professionals. And once you get a paycheck, you are considered a professional. Amateurism is gone out the window. You're a professional. So it's different. You have to make a re, you have to make an educated uh, decision based on your family, your income, your bills. Kids at least have a dorm rooms, hopefully, and scholarship, right? At least can eat, even though they don't. They still got fucking bullshit ham sandwiches and, and, and peanut butter jellies on the scholarship check because it ain't enough money. They can't work. It's all bullshit, right? Well, Pac-12 has opted. Has, have players have basically threatened to opt out and not play, not even report to camp unless they get some benefit package signed and some, you know, some, some backing, man, some support. Um, I wouldn't do it either because we are still in the unknown and what this COVID is doing to people's long-term health. We don't know. And I'm going to get into that more. Um, but the NCAA can look a little better for themselves if they fucking back the kid on this and not the fucking institution. Um, so I hope they get to play. I have several kids in the Pac-12. I, I think the other leagues are going to do it as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, SEC's in, the, in, in that hard south, man. I don't know if those, those coaches are really going to push the kids to do it. Pac-12's a little more West Coast, a little more swag. There's more kids, a little more unruly. Uh, not as yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, type of kids and I believe it kind of has the kind of is how uh, it just is man it's just geographic location uh, shit changes man there's shit different there's a difference in a south kid that you coach compared to a west coast kid there is a huge difference in respect and how they were brought up I mean each his own every kid you know like I always say um Fools come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, but there is, there is a upbringing difference. Um, you know, kids from the South that I've always coached have pretty much, you know, we, you get shitbirds everywhere, man, but there's been a lot of, there's a lot more yes, sir, no, sir, um, respect coming from the kids South of the Mississippi, South of fucking Colorado and East of Colorado. I'm just going to be honest. Um, West Coast kids, were, were, even though I'm a West Coast kid, I never once talked back to a coach or a parent growing up um, until I got a little older and started knowing that I had some slapdick in me. But 
even then, man, it was take an ass ripping and say, yes, sir. Take it and like it. That was it. Because I didn't pay bills yet. I didn't know how to fucking, I didn't pay mortgage. I didn't pay a car note. People don't get, these kids think they know every fucking thing. They don't know shit. But coaches and parents are not holding them to the fucking, putting their foot to the fire. And they're not holding them accountable at all. At least hold them responsible. You're accountable coach and teacher and parent. But you're not holding them fucking responsible. We're accountable for the whole fucking deal. So, Pac-12, man, making a statement. So, I appreciate that, to be honest. Um, getting back to our, our, our long-term health deal, we don't know what the fuck's happening with our long-term health. So, if you haven't read, the, the Boston Red Sox pitcher who recovered from COVID has opted not to play the rest of the season as he is suffering from a heart ailment that they think COVID caused. See, this is why we don't know what long-term effects are. And if they're, if this is the case, why fucking play? So why are we experimenting with our fucking youngsters? Because why continue to experiment with these kids' lives, especially the NCAA kids, and bringing them back to campus, uh, you know, bringing back campus education along with sports, um, if we don't know the true implications of what this shit does to our long-term health. I don't understand it. Um, you know, like I always say, ignorance is life-threatening. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into this deal, man. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a doctor. I say it all the time. But all this shit has, like, you know, the, you know, a square is a square and a circle is a circle, and you start to know that there's no way a circle can fit into a square and vice versa over, over your time, over your life when you get older. You start understanding and seeing shit that's the obvious. I could be dead wrong on this, and then you can cuss me out and tell me I'm a shitbird later, but this fucking virus sounds more and more like it's man-made to me every day. And I say it again, man. I think this shit is a weapon, and no way this virus is thriving in 110-degree heat in Arizona, Texas, California, if it ain't man-made. That's just my gut feeling. I could totally be gone wrong and, and talking out my ass like I say. But either way, right, wrong, or fucking indifferent. Having said that, these kids should not be made to play and used as an experiment. Our country has already done that far too many fucking times before, just being honest. So we've had the Tuskegee experiment. We've had these other fucking things. Why is there no, that? Why, you wonder why there's no fucking trust in the government, a little less the NCAA by these kids. Like, blows my mind, man. I don't understand it. Um, NCAA's been doing this shit for 100 fucking years. Continue to do it. Why do you think they were the last entity to fucking pull out of the COVID deal? NBA shut it down. And what was NCAA trying to do? These motherfuckers waited weeks to try to still have an NCAA tournament. Because they know the money. And, uh, and they don't give a fuck about those kids. It's unbelievable, man. So parents, be smarter with your kids. Opt out. I see there's already high school kids opting out. There's already college kids opting out. Virginia Tech had a kid opt out. Oregon had a kid opt out. Arizona, one of their quarterbacks just opted out. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Um, it's a risk. You know, I'm going to talk about just personally me. I would have played because that's who I was. But this is a different era. It's a different kid. Um not to say that I'm Billy Badass. I'm just saying I would have played because those were my brothers that I, you know, have already spent years with or what have you. That's just what it was. Locker rooms were a very tightly knitted fucking group. Nobody took selfies and pictures and posted them online. Obviously, we didn't have the Internet like we have now. Still, though, we didn't even talk about what was in that locker room in class or two girls or two other people, even our parents. We never told them that was a fucking thing that it was between players, players only. Nowadays it's, it's a, you're one of your brothers who you expect to have your back on a football field of battle to blast you out on Twitter and talk about, about you different world. We live in, man. It's a total different fucking world. Um, Let's get to NBA for a minute. Not even, not even the NBA, but why is Zion playing 20 minutes? I'm not a basketball guy. I'm, I played basketball. I played with a bunch of NBA players growing up, obviously where I'm from. 
you know, we, we won four state titles when I was in high school for in four years. We were the number one team in the country. And, you know, Ed O'Bannon, Charles O'Bannon, we had Avondre Jones, we had James Cotton, we had James Harden came after me, so did Jason Capono. A lot of players came through my high school, right? So I know about basketball. I know the rigor. I know the stress. I know they're great athletes. I know all that. Um, is it fucking load management or Tommy John surgery or some shit I don't know about? This fucking kid is 20 years old. Let the motherfucker loose. He ain't hurt. They could have won the first game back if he would have played, but they're not playing him. And I'm going to be honest. It's professional now, okay? There's no chemistry. That's why they got blown out by the Clippers last night. There's no chemistry. Unfortunately, the coach will be fired. Because management and ownership only see a bunch of young talent on the floor and think they should be winning. So either you play them more and get in the playoffs and don't save the kids' legs or whatever, or you get fired. I mean, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and coaches are always the easy fire, the easy fix, the easy scapegoat. So unfortunately, I like the coach there. He's going to get fired. And maybe even the GM gets fired. I don't know. But bottom line is, I think Zion is healthy enough to play 30 minutes at least. He's playing around 20, I think, on the way back from the bubble. Now, listen, he missed 13 days for an emergency, supposedly. So, I get that, too. But, like, this is the fucking, you know, it's an old saying my coach used to tell me, man. Like, why do we stretch? You know, I haven't stretched with one of my teams that I've coached in 15 years. I don't stretch anymore. There's no stretching. Like they used to say, man, does a a fucking cheetah stretch to go get him some pussy? No, he don't stretch. So you don't need to warm up. You warm up by doing early outs and and different things dynamically. There's no more static stretching. So Zion is ready to go. He's a cheetah. Let the motherfucker go get it. Like, I don't know. Now, I'm not in control of hundreds of millions of dollars like these guys are. So I understand they're protecting this youngster too so he can play down the, down the line and, perfect, and protecting the, the franchise because he's the franchise. But at the same time, I don't believe you would let him play 20 minutes if he couldn't play 30. I just To me, knowing the human body and me, having a couple master's degrees in kinesiology and Shit like that. You don't play 20 minutes and can't play 10 more. I'm just going to be honest with you. So let's quit fooling each other. There's something around about it. I don't know what they're fucking coddling them for. But they probably could have won a game at least in this thing. And uh, to me, they're, they look like the last team out right now of this bubble deal. Um, so I don't know. Either the coach is going to get fired or you fucking play the kid. He's 20 years old, man. All right. He ain't going to. He's not Greg Odin. Let the motherfucker loose. Um, or don't play him at all. That's just kind of where I'm sitting. Um, I don't know. Uh, the Lakers need a third scorer, either a starter or a bench player, but Kuzma is just too inconsistent. I don't see Waiters or J.R. Smith being that guy. So until Rondo gets back, they have considerably bad third. They have no third scoring option. So it's going to kill him down the stretch. LeBron looks old since the bubble started back. I'm going to be honest. Danny Green struggled last night, which is expected for spot-up shooters. Um, He'll bounce back. Uh, Great dude, by the way. But besides him, if he don't hit shots, they have no outside shooter fucking whatsoever. So they look bad. And uh, why have have the little white kid out there, man, Um, if he ain't a shooter? Let's just be real. Why is the only white kid on the fucking court like six foot and not a shooter? What in the fuck is the Lakers doing with that? He's not Allen Iverson, fellas. This motherfucker's not Allen Iverson. If the white dude can't shoot where I'm from, he don't play. That's how I got on the court. I was either a nasty motherfucker or I could shoot. Caruso ain't it. The motherfucker can't shoot. Then get him some motherfucker off the court. He's a liability in every other aspect. So get his bitch ass off the court because he can't shoot 
And it looks weird out there for the little white guy to be out there running around. You could have had someone else. You could have kept the fucking Zubak, the center for the Clippers, and instead of this fuck. I don't know. I'm not a fucking GM. I'm just saying. All these motherfuckers are in ooh and awe of Caruso when he'll have a he'll have a tip back dunk on somebody out of nowhere, or he'll dunk on someone or some crazy shit. So fucking what, man? He usually does it in shit time of the game. He don't do it in crunch time, and he ain't nothing in the middle of the game when the game's close. It was eighty three, eighty three last night with the fucking Toronto, who they can't beat in twelve games. Toronto owns the Lakers, and you fucking what did he do? He didn't do shit. He threw the ball away twice. He fucking missed two open jumpers. He fucking can't play defense. What what the fuck is he out there for? Get the little white guy off the court and get someone else in there. But the Lakers need a fucking third score. Um, I still think the Lakers will be fine. I still think they're going to out-talent everybody with LeBron and AD in a playoff series. So I think they'll be okay, but I still, I'm, I'm, I'm worried a little bit uh, about they just look old in the bubble so far. They look old to me. Um, and I think maybe it's taking time. Obviously, people are away. Um, you know, you are missing Avery Bradley, a great defender and a good shooter. And you're missing Rondo, who I think still the court general out there when LeBron's not on the court. So you're missing that. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, this show, man, is brought to you by Manscaped. Just so you know, I want to bring that out there. Manscaped is a... Uh, great sponsor of the show and they uh they sponsor slapdick podcast man but but it's good being over the weekend so far nba is about to be on again today it's good um to have sports back so live sports are back it's very possible that we may see an nba matchup between the fucking lakers and the nuggets um clippers and the nuggets for that matter so clip your nuggets and use some manscape that's why our partners at manscape have partnered with us to make your nuggets as safe as possible when the matchup happens. So Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Trust me, females, they want to see your fucking junk trimmed, not some fucking hairy, slappy fuck. So get 20% off of free shipping with the code slapdick at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code slapdick. Take your grooming game to the next level. Go get you some Manscaped, man. Ladies, go buy you some Manscaped for your men because they're being slapdicks, just like my whiskey, if they don't. Um, seven New England Patriots have opted out. So how many more opt out until there's another Belichick gate conspiracy? What gate is this? Is it going to be opt-out gate? What the fuck is going on there? They also extended the opt-out date so other NFL players will be opting out soon. So, shit, maybe I can get a shot. Um, someone might need a 44-year-old quarterback somewhere when all these fucks opt out, right? I don't know. But this is going to be scab football or the fucking replacements with Keanu Reeves in a fucking hot minute. This is becoming so fucked up, man. I think people are becoming so irritated with it all that it is only going to get worse before it gets better. I'm just telling you, man. Their motherfuckers opting out left and right. I just don't know um, what's going to happen. And if the NFL can't bubble up like the NBA, which they can't, I don't think they can. I think Major League Baseball's done. I think they're going to be done here shortly this week. But I don't think the NFL can bubble up, and I don't think you can ask kids at the NCAA level, if they aren't bubbled up, to go out there and go to class, intermingle with every single swinging dick out there, go to parties at night, sleep in dorms, that are known to be fucking, you know, just a fucking unsafe environment. Everyone gets sick in dorms in college without coronavirus. Just imagine with coronavirus. How are you going to put these kids in dorm rooms? How the fuck are you going to have a college football season if the NFL can't even figure this out? But the NFL better watch what Major League Baseball did and how fucked up they are and how shitty they have become and do whatever the fuck is opposite of that. They better fucking go the other way. They better go right instead of making a left, like I always say. <clears throat> so, I don't know, man. Bilicek either knows something I don't, we don't, or he's continuing to outsmart everyone else because that motherfucker is having players opt out left and right, and I don't know why that is, but, hey, 
it is what it is, man. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know if you guys have peeped this AAU shit out. So AAU basketball apparently has become a shit show. All right. To me, it's always been a shit show, but it's been great players produced from it and so on and so forth. The AAU, I don't know if you've seen it out there. There's a video out there. They had a game the other night, and the end of the game ended up being a straight-up pickup game where both teams were allowing each other, the opposite team, to try to finish the game with a slam dunk. So time's winding down, and you move out the way for another motherfucker to slam dunk, to have a, to make a dunk. Every single one missed. It kind of slapped everyone that played professional or played competitive sports in the face because that's what be, this has become, man. It's become the softest shit. America's become so fucking soft, man. It's amazing. I couldn't watch it, man. These motherfuckers were just, frankly, just, I was ashamed to watch the shit. It was an embarrassment. But to me, it's not a kid's issue for allowing each other to fucking dunk the ball without playing any defense. And regardless of the score, motherfuckers in the crowd are going crazy. All got their phones out. They're all filming the shit. So you got 150, 200 enable their fucking parents in the crowd who think this is the coolest shit since sliced bread. And you got two coaches coaching this game that think this is perfectly fine. It blows my fucking mind, man. And you wonder why high school kids transfer four times in four years. You wonder why these motherfucking kids put out tweets saying, I'm committed to Alabama. And when Alabama signs a kid that plays your position in two weeks, you tweet out, I've decided to open up my recruitment and decommit from Alabama. You soft, non-competitive fuck. I blame your mama, your daddy, and your fucking coach, either in high school, youth, or college, that has allowed you to do this soft-ass shit. So America's become fucking soft, and we've allowed this shit to get so fucking out of hand that now kids are tweeting out messages like colleges saying, I am transferring from so-and-so high school to go to so-and-so high school. Now you're doing it to go to high school. Now you're trans. So there's no fucking CIF rule break. Uh, no breaking the rule there if you're in California. Or whatever your legislative uh, you know, hierarchy is. There's no rules being broken by fucking tweeting out you're transferring from this school that is 70 miles away to go to another school. I know your parents didn't move. I know your parents didn't get a new job. I know you ain't driving there legally. Like, are you joking me? Just give everybody a little insight. I was a head high school coach in Long Beach, California, in a competitive league, which is, has Long Beach Poly, who has the most NFL players of any high school in the, in the country, I believe still to this day. And we played St. John Bosco, who's the number one team in the nation right now, Modern Day, who's the number two team in the nation. We played Jay Sarah, who's a highly competitive team, San Clemente, Orange Lutheran, all these big schools, Santa Margarita, St. Bonaventure, all these schools, Corona Centennial. We played them all when I was at, at Cabrillo because we were trying to change the, 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 the culture. And we did. We went to playoffs every year I was there. Uh, we we should have beat Polly twice. Uh, we lost. No excuse. We lost 6 nothing one year and, uh, I don't know, 26-16 the other year or something like that. So, we're, we're close. We're knocking on the door at a school that was 6-57 and 57 over the last six years when I took them, all right, when I took over. So you're a you're team that hasn't won, don't know how to win. So we go in there. First year we go 7-3, and three, go to the playoffs, play fucking Mission Viejo, Bob Johnson, uh, Rob Johnson's father, coach team who coached Keyshawn and went to USC with Rob Johnson and all these different schools and all these people out here, all this money, right? Mission Vejo's football budget is a million dollars a year. Mine was about a thousand. No bullshit. So you're talking about we've allowed these kids to check out and post tweets on them transferring from one high school to another. And you think it's a kid issue. 
You think it was a kid issue that they were all letting each other dunk uh, without contesting anything on the AAU basketball game? Fuck no. It's a parent and a coach issue. You either coach it or you fucking allow it. That's why the name of this show is Coach It or Allow It. You're allowing these motherfuckers to do what they do, and they only know what they know. They don't know what they don't know. Quit blaming kids, media reporters, ESPN, Fox. Quit blaming the kids. It's not their fault. It's the fucking enabler, the parent, the mentor, the grown folks. They're the fucks fucking this up. And it's hard to say, but coaches, you coaches are fucking it up because you're allowing it. You ain't coaching it. Just remember, those kids need discipline and they fucking want it, whether they know it or not. They need it and know they need it and they need it and they need it. They don't always know it. And guess what? A lot of them don't have fathers. So what they do, they're going to combat and fight you because you're this role model. You're the father figure. So they don't like their father. So they're going to fight you. Understand that's okay. You got to figure out how to get through to them. You don't think every single kid I had was majority single parent home with their mother? Yeah. They didn't like male role models. They didn't like other men yelling at them. So they fought it. They fought it. You got to figure it out, man. You guys have become so fucking soft coaches. That's why they transfer every fucking year in, year out. That's why they decommit. Because you ain't taught them what the fucking definition of commitment is. And you ain't taught your coaches what the definition of recruiting is. Recruiting means retain once you have them on your campus. You never recruited the kid successfully until he walks across your fucking stage with his or her diploma. Let's be clear about it. You have never recruited that kid successfully until he performed on the fucking field of sport for you and earned his or her degree. That is the definition of recruiting. Not I signed him, but he didn't make it. He fucked up in the dorm. That's your you problem, motherfucker. Go figure it out. That's your investment time that you're supposed to have in that kid. That's your fault that he robbed McDonald's. That's your fucking fault that he got a girl pregnant. You ain't invested in the motherfucker because you're worried about clocking in and out on that time clock, just like these teachers are, just like these half-assed parents are, just like these half-assed administrators are, these so-called high school counselors. They don't give a fuck. Coaches are the only ones that are open 24-7, 365, and the only ones that are going to take a two-in-the-morning phone call, a two, three-in-the-morning ride to the police station to get your kid out of jail, to fix the problem, to right the wrong. Have you seen any fucking counselors doing it? Teachers? A history teacher? Is he doing it? Man, you guys better figure this shit out. And if you allow it, then you shouldn't even be coaching. So, But if you coach it and not allow it, you can go pick up that kid from jail at 2 in the morning, rip his fucking ass, suspend him, cut him, whatever you may do, but you still keep him next to you, and you mold that boy and turn him into a man. That's what a fucking coach does. You're a teacher as well as a coach, just so you know. But we're not doing it, man. We're allowing these motherfuckers because we're so scared to lose that fucking kid. You're so scared to lose him to go to another school that you're losing him tenfold. Because you're so fucking soft, these dudes are walking right over you. They're going to be like, oh, fuck it, I'm out. Instead of holding his motherfucking ass to the fire and cuss his ass out, no one's bigger than the team, and you make sure his ass goes to class, does whatever fucking else buddy else does, and you guys will have a fucking great team. But you're allowing these kids to transfer every left and right because your asses are fucking allowing it. You ain't coaching it. And that's a, that's a us problem. That ain't their problem. Kids are kids. They only know what they know. They know what they see on TV. They know what they see you do, and they listen very well, regardless if you think they're fucking not very smart or not. They're smarter than you think. So it's unbelievable that this AAU game finished. But it summed up what our generation is. It just summed it up. Coaches and parents have become soft as fuck, and we're enabled enablers, and we allow it, period. There ain't nothing else you could say, say to me. So don't at me or whatever the fuck you guys say. 
holy fuck, man. I mean, this is the softest America's ever been, and it's our fault. I'm just going to be honest. Um, even back in the day, man, if we were in the community, if I was in the fucking community and a community member told me to shut the fuck up, you know what? We actually respected that shit. Nowadays, motherfucker might pull out a gun and shoot you, a 15-year-old. No respect, man. There's no fucking respect. Motherfucker ain't out to hurt you. He's out to help you. Um, we're steering you strong, not steering you wrong. But motherfuckers don't teach that no more. Coaches are telling these motherfuckers, because I'm be honest, the young coaches that are coaching these kids are from the same generation in essence, and they're the same motherfuckers that bitch and moan about the head coach behind their back because it's too hard. Motherfucker, you ain't done no work yet. You haven't earned no stripes. You ain't no OG. You motherfuckers better figure this shit out, man. You wonder why I, I fired so many coaches. Man, this ain't no fucking, there ain't no goddamn medal for second place. There ain't no award. Man, you the fucking hero or you the GOAT, period. There ain't no gray area in this shit. I don't know. I'm just different. Nowadays, we're all about followers on social media, selfies, clout chasing with these kids. And the coaches, man, are just as bad. I'm just telling you. Uh, they're only a few years older in some instances, and fuck, man. So, of course, they're mainly enablers of uh, of this behavior, and I don't know. They don't know better than fucking self, so I don't know. I feel that a lot of these coaches and, and kids, man, need a guy like me around them to help them figure out what makes longevity in this sport go. That's the truth of the, the matter, so... I don't know. Um, there is no competing anymore, just so we're clear. Everything must be handed to them. Parents literally ask coaches nowadays, just so we know. Parents are literally asking the coach that they transfer to. Hey, coach, if, if my kid's going to start? If not, we won't come. If, if we're starting, we'll, he will come. So no competing, huh? You just want to hand it to you, and you're fine with that as the dad or the mom. You are perfectly fine with your son being handed some shit. And you know what it is? The coach that says, yes, he's starting. You're a fucking cowardly pussy motherfucker yourself because your ass is allowing it from the gate and you just lost your entire fucking roster the moment you told that parent, please transfer and leave here and come to my school. You'll start. I never once told the motherfucker he'll start. Never will he start for me. Motherfucker, you're going to come in here and compete your ass off, and I got another dude that's pretty good. Wonder why I had three quarterbacks on one team all go D1. Hmm. It's called fucking recruiting. It's called relationship building. It's called trust and belief that you're going to get that kid to where he could not get his motherfucking self. Drop the mic on that shit. But, you know, we don't have parents no more that would whip our ass and put the fear of fucking God in us because we went out and fucking threw an eraser at a teacher like these fucks are doing now and nobody's doing nothing to them and nothing's being said to them and, it's, and it seems like it's okay. If a dog pisses in your house and you do nothing, he's going to piss in your house again. Just so we're clear. Ignorance is life-threatening. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't know how to how to do this shit no more. So I, I really don't know if I can coach anymore because these motherfuckers are soft. And I get blown up. Coach, you got to coach my kid. You got to do this. I, I coach a kid, and the day I cuss his motherfucking lazy ass out, your ass will be in your fucking feelings telling his ass to transfer. So shut the fuck up. Go buy some slapdick whiskey. Get you a slapdick cigar. Fill my pain. Go ease it with some slapdick. It is a slapdick takeover. Just so you know, I'm having that shirt. I'm having that put on the back of some shirts. It is a slapdick takeover. And I am having some face masks, slapdick masks being made. Um, CoachJBStore.com. You can get my slapdick whiskey. I'm telling you, it's fucking legitimate. It's fire. Go check it out. And www.slapdickcigars, you can get my cigar. They're very, very good. It's the first batch. We're going to infuse the next batch with slapdick whiskey. So it'll be an infused cigar, similar to a cognac infused cigar that you see by Gurkha, different people. Um, so 
it's getting going, man. Just give me some time. I'm sorry it took a delay to get it out, but we officially launched yesterday, August 1st. You can get the whiskey at CoachJBStore.com, and the cigars are literally have been shipped out for the people that have bought them. Appreciate you guys for hanging in there, and now you can purchase them on SlapdickCigars.com. Um, so check it out and uh, see what happens, man. All my YouTubers, man, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I don't promote YouTube too much, so uh, it is what it is. But leave me a like and uh, subscribe and uh, and watch some old videos, man, and uh, get my hours up, man. Go check it out. I'm going to start doing some more 90 Day Fiance shit on YouTube. So starting tonight, I'm going YouTube live on 90 Day Fiance. And I'm just going to watch 90 Day Fiance live, smoke a slapdick, drink some slapdick, and cuss this fat, wobble body, fucking Colty's ass out for walking on the beach with a G-string diaper on. The audacity of that motherfucker and TLC to have his fucking ass on a show. Fuck TLC. You can hire me and have a fucking better show than having this fat motherfucker walk around with a fucking G-string diaper on. Anyway, you'll hear me talk about 90 Day Fiance tonight. And I call it JB's Pillow Talk. So peep it out, and uh, like I said, man, go, go get you some slapdick whiskey and cigars. Hey, man, appreciate you guys on YouTube. Um, I'll get to some questions and, uh, and uh, answer some, and I'll be going live on Instagram uh, later on today. Hey, man, The Real Coach JB, I appreciate you guys, and uh, be good to each other. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance Will I make it, will I take it to the top We gon' see, it's the last chance for you Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top We gon' see, it's the last chance for you Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you Last chance for me That's my God, man, I'm just telling you Coach, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. Coach, you fucking hired me. I don't know no better. Fucking sick of it. Take your ass home if you want to be It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it?